0: Okay, so welcome to DeFrightful. This is a deep dive into paranormal uh, literature and horror media. And today we're going to be talking about Annette Curtis-Klaus's novel Blood and Chocolate. Uh, I'm
1: Natalie. I'm Naima. And... This is it. This is it. Uh, to begin, we're gonna start by reading the summary of the book off of the jacket because last time we tried this, we spoiled a bunch of things. <laughs> okay, so Vivian Gandilion
0: relishes the change, the sweet, fierce ache that carries her from girl to wolf. At sixteen she's beautiful and strong, and all of the young wolves are on her tail. But Vivian still grieves for her dead father. Her pack remains leaderless and in disarray, and she feels lost in the suburbs of Maryland. She longs for a normal life. But what is normal for a werewolf? Then Vivian falls in love with a human, a meat boy. Aiden is kind and gentle, a welcome relief from the squabbling pack. He's fascinated by magic, and Vivian longs to reveal herself to him. Surely he would understand her and delight in the wonder of her her dual nature not fear her as an ordinary human would vivian's divided loyalties are strained further when a brutal murder threatens to expose the pack moving between two worlds she does not seem to belong in either and her actions may endanger both what is she really human or beast which tastes sweeter blood or chocolate and that's the summary
1: (laughs) really dramatic it extremely (laughs) dramatic I would almost argue that the book itself is not as dramatic as that summary made it seem. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's a lot more
0: action packed. It's not. When
1: the actions really packed more into the last,
0: um, I want to say like five chapters Mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a 20 chapter book, I think
1: or 26 chapter book. Yeah. I'd almost, I'd also say that um, this book also is more like heavily on the romance end, especially Mm -hmm. until like you get to the end of it. Um. One thing it's that I like about 30, the book... It's 30 chapters. It's 30 chapters off by 10. <laughs> <laughs> you just try to wipe that last part of the book out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that makes this book unique is that it came out in 1997, and it's one of the few young adult, adult novels that features a female werewolf as its protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be surprised at how rare it is to find a book with a, firstly, a female a female protagonist in a paranormal genre uh, that is a a paranormal creature. And secondly, especially a werewolf because Mm -hmm. there's something about the werewolf genre that makes everybody think that, oh, that must be a man.
0: Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is the other book that comes to mind when talking about like women and werewolves in Young Adult Lit is Raised by Wolves. And even that main character is a human raised by werewolves. Um, So she doesn't even get to enjoy like that kind of um
1: paranormal
0: like autonomy almost um if that's a phrase
1: the only ones I can think of are books where like towards the end of the book and I'm not going to say the name of the book I think you'll understand which one (laughs) it is like Natalie because I don't want to spoil it in case we talk about it at a later time But um, where the person or the female protagonist is turned into a werewolf at the end. Other than that, Mm -hmm. it's they're not usually born into it where Vivian in this book is. Yes. So before we get any further, I think that we should give our general overview Mm -hmm. of the book, our general review review before we go into the spoilers. Um, For me, this book is a 3.5 out of 5 stars, mostly because of the ending, which we'll really elaborate on when that comes to it so like the entire book has this really strong theme of you choose you choose your own life and you get to choose your own family um so vivian interacts with humans and she wants to join the, almost she almost wants to join this human life because she longs for that connection that she lost when her family was um this Defimated. was was yeah was yeah. like destroyed in the that house fire and so she chooses it and she settles it around it and that falls apart in the last leg of the book. Not even like the last leg, like the last 10 pages, Natalie, you said <laughs> it's like the, those last 10 pages. You're just sitting there like, I didn't just read the rest of that book for it to end like this.
0: Yeah. And we'll get into that um, in a little bit. Now, uh, this is where spoilers are going to happen. So if you would like to pause this and come back after you've read the book, um...
1: Natalie, my dear, you didn't give me a review. Please feel
0: free. Well, because I agree with your review. Okay. Because <laughs> we've talked about this. Um, mm-hmm. The book is 264 pages
1: long. So <laughs> that's. You can read 254 yeah. pages and then set it down.
0: <laughs> Honestly. And you imagine could, your own ending.
1: You could do this um, probably
0: in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you would like to pause here and return, I think that would be a wonderful idea. Um, and when you come back, we can have a nice chat about it. So, let's get into spoilers. What do we want to talk about first?
1: First thing I got on my list is uh, the theme of werewolfism as girlhood, and I just wrote that down, and nothing else, <laughs> because it is because really, again, like I said earlier, there's not a lot of books where a female protagonist is a werewolf, and I think that yeah. the way that Klaus handled I think that's it, really wasted. You know, yes, like Ginger Snaps, like. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the only other one that I can think to mind where um and that movie girl sucks. <laughs> yeah, that movie is not the best. Whew. That's a whole nother podcast though. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like the I found it where was the there's like one specific moment and it's where um Vivian okay. hmm. Aiden invites Vivian up to his room and he thinks, and his parents are home and he thinks that they're going to have sex. But Vivian is going to reveal herself to him as a werewolf. Yes. And the thing is, is that there's so much leading up to that. Like she's obviously testing the waters. So she Mm -hmm. asks him, like, can you imagine me as a werewolf? Oh, you'd make a terrible werewolf. Oh, uh, can you imagine me as something supernatural? And all of that. And then, like, so even into this moment, he's still anticipating sex. And yeah. so she when she becomes a werewolf... He thinks uh, she's joking. Yeah, he thinks she's joking the whole time. And she's like, look out, I'm going to become a werewolf. And he's, like, horrified. And I thought yeah. that was such, like, a telling moment for oh. female vulnerability.
0: It's absolutely a metaphor. Um, and I love it. I mean, it might not be purposeful, but... She's expressing
1: okay. So this might be really true identity. This might be really explicit, but, yeah, this might be really explicit. But like the concept of like the beast with two backs, like, mm-hmm. like I was like, that's like really, it felt like very purposeful for me to see. Like he's there expecting sex, and then she literally turn, turns into an animal. Yeah, and like even in that, like female desire being animalistic, I would almost say like, yeah, um. I also wrote down um, that how Vivian enjoys the change is something also very interesting because she relishes in the fact that she can become an animal and be free and run around to her heart's content until. Yeah, and she
0: really, you know, she loves her body and talks about mm-hmm. it very frequently about her long
1: legs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, her beautiful pelt. Um, and it's right up until she shows it to Aiden. Mm-hmm. That then she starts to experience that anxiety about her body, like the recognition of her true self by a man, by Aiden who's human man, yeah is what makes her uncomfortable with it, like even until the end where she gets stuck in that halfway form, which was also a very strange part of the book, I didn't really that was like. Mm. I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It didn't really follow from the rest of the book. But, you know, she's, like, stuck in that half-and-half form. And it's like, I can get it. She's stuck in between the two worlds.
0: Yeah, it's very much, like, it goes back to that, you know, book jacket summary. What is she really, human or beast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very clear that, like, she can't be both. And it only really becomes clear um, within the last, like, five chapters.
1: Yeah, and then... At the very end, it's so strange because over the course of the book, like Vivian is the main character. So when we, when we and uh, the author is also a woman. And so it's very striking to see like how female relationships are framed in this book. Like mm-hmm. specifically with Vivian and her mother, Esme. And then uh, it's very, um... and Astrid, Astrid by herself. Uh, Astrid doesn't have yes. any real she has no female
0: connections Mm-mm. because she like it's I, it's very like '90s in its portrayal of uh, female female relationships and yeah, mm-hmm. female competition because even Esme and Vivian are kind of in competition with one another, even though Vivian doesn't want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, it's and I thought like I thought it might be intentional, like I might be giving a bit too much weight to the author in this because the way Esme interacts with other women uh is almost reflected in how vivian uh, reacts with like kelly who was hitting on aiden Mm -hmm. so esme is very competitive and esme um is very flirtatious and is very proud of her body and then you see you almost see that reflected in vivian which is very interesting
0: yeah you know she stands in front of the mirror and describes herself to the reader and talks about kind of like how beautiful she is and how much um you know, she almost longs for other female relationships, and she Mm -hmm. shows that in, like, her description of school, how whenever she tries to talk to the girls at school, they cringe away from her, Mm -hmm. and it must be because, like, either she's too beautiful or they said something's wrong about her. Um, So it's very much reflected, like, Esme's um, interactions with women are reflected in Vivian's uh, interactions with women. And the only... um, kind of like female interaction vivian has that's successful is with aiden's friend bingo and bingo is almost like masculine adjacent because again Mm -hmm. this book is from 1997 it's it's very cut and dry in terms of like um, gender roles gender roles and and stuff like that
1: and when you say masculine adjacent um the way that bingo is framed is that she is non threatening to Vivian's pursuit of Aiden. And so yeah. she's given these more masculine traits in a way like. Like, uh, ooh,
0: why would Aiden want her? Because of, you know, the way she not, acts and the way she dresses. She's feminine enough, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is so another problem, but, you know. Um, kind of going off of this uh, this rant still about female relations in this. <laughs> <laughs> astrid <laughs> oh yeah um astrid is um vivian's aunt i believe or technically aunt like yeah
0: technically like in the way that you know the family friends structured. are like yeah pack structure um because she's a woman vivian's mother's age and her son is the same age as vivian so they're like uh, age mates
1: you mm-hmm. know yeah and so it's like, very she's her interesting. aunt in that way. And she's a very interesting character in this novel specifically, I would almost say, because she's the antagonist. Like, ultimately, she's revealed mm-hmm. to be the one that's, like, framing Vivian for murder. <laughs> <But> literally, <laughs>
0: like, one of my problems now as an adult with this book is the fact that women can't do anything right. Yeah, Astrid is punished. Um, Astrid is punished, Vivian is punished, and even when Vivian isn't punished, she's punished by being forced back into these very traditional roles of the Mm -hmm. pack that she tried to subvert.
1: Exactly. And, like, escape. Um, And the thing is, is you almost see this foreshadowed, and it's probably not intentional on the part of the author because, again, like we said, this was just how the 90s were, and that um, there's this thing inside of the novel called the bitches ordeal which is terrible and mm-hmm. it's where all the women that are eligible that are 16 and older which is nasty i should just yeah. say um fight it, one being another
0: werewolves does not does not make, them make this not
1: bad no. you know Mm-mm. um but they fight to become the mate of the pack leader so ultimately the pack leader is gabriel who is 24 years old and the interesting thing is that astrid too
0: young to be a pack leader and too old to be vivian's love interest
1: yeah um and the thing is is that astrid initially engages in the original fight which would determine pack leader and Mm -hmm. she's immediately disqualified the regular ordeal yeah just the regular ordeal um, she's immediately disqualified because somebody sneak attacks her. I think it was Gabriel, just to like prove a point. And it's yeah. like, and it's so like discouraging to read because Astrid uh, argues that women should be able to become pack leader as well. And she's pretty much talked down because tradition says. And yeah. And you and see this very in Vivian. Like, like Vivian trying to define dangerous. her own self. And then ultimately she still has to obey tradition. And then yeah. later in that <laughs> in Just the gets terrible, shot down, terrible, like immediately. Yeah. In that terrible, terrible ordeal the, for the women. It's so crazy that, um, it, and I think it's almost to a point symbolic in that Vivian sees Astrid attacking her mother, Esme. And so Vivian goes to attack um, Astrid and she like. Uh, when she, previously
0: like, she wasn't going to uh, interact with this ordeal at all.
1: Yeah, she doesn't even know it's the ordeal. She just sees that Astrid is attacking her mother. And so mm-hmm. she defends her mother, and then that's what gets her ultimately chosen as Gabriel, the 24-year-old man's mate. And, yeah. and this is treated as supremely valid by the book, which is so crazy.
0: Yeah, the rest of the book um, has her kind of being pursued by Gabriel, but almost... But she's um,
1: uncomfortable with it. Like is yeah, how I is. read it. Like, she is not a fan.
0: And not only, like, so he, he pursues her to a point, and she tells him she, he's un, that she's uncomfortable with this. And he says, oh, basically, like, okay, I guess I'll just, like, wait you out. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and so the rest of the book, he doesn't really pursue her actively, but he's always in the background. Mm-hmm. He's always there exactly when she might need someone.
1: It's um, very predatory. It's very creepy.
0: Yeah, it's very calculated, mm-hmm. I think. Probably, um, I don't think Klaus, like, did that purposefully. Um, I feel like she wrote it to be like, look, he wants to save her. He wants yeah. to help her. And it's like, she's 16. Please leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Honestly.
1: Um, did you have anything, any topic you wanted to talk on specifically?
0: You know, I actually wanted to talk a little bit more about um, aiden Vivian's relationship. But... <laughs> <laughs> just because um, oh, uh,
1: because what relationship
0: <laughs> a, right um just because you've brought this up before he's very much like a nice guy um and now if the people listening don't know what we mean by a nice guy we mean um a guy who's nice to you specifically to get
1: something from you oh yeah and um, the thing that he wants to get from you is usually if it's not sex then it's oh you're so interesting i want to take all that interesting out of you i want to bring you like dry like a sponge
0: Mm -hmm. um and aiden like aiden's interested in her because he thinks they have the same interests Um, and she's interested in him because she thinks he can ultimately understand her in ways her own pack like refuses to um, yeah, and that's very, that's very sad to me, first of all, but, uh, <laughs> the, the other thing that I find just really, hope- just really find that this isn't, this has nothing to do with anything else. It's just that he brings her up to his room when she's there meeting his parents for the first time, because he wants to show her like, whatever, um.
1: His room. His- she, he doesn't want to show her anything vulgar um, in this instance.
0: Well, yeah, he just wants to show her his room for some reason. Um, yeah, you made that
1: sound really ominous. I was like, <laughs> let me
0: clarify that. <laughs> um, he's showing her his shrunken head collection. No. <laughs> <laughs> he has painted the vent and the radiator in his room black. And he says to her, yeah, my mom won't let me paint the whole room black. And it's very, oh, God, it's so silly because he's telling her very explicitly, right, like, I, I'm not actually an adult. I'm not that cool. You know, like, I, I still have to listen to my mom because of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever reason. Even though she's probably not going to come down on him very hard if he goes out of line, you know. mm mm-hmm it just, it's very juvenile. And, like, Vivian sees herself as very grown-up. And that in itself comes off as naive and young and very, very green. You know? Neither of these characters knows anything about what's going to happen, anything about the real world. um, And it just sucks.
1: You know? (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad, in my opinion, how, well, not bad, like, on the part of the author, but, like, um, inside of this universe, how Vivian approaches the relationship is that she genuinely wants to know this man better. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the very good scenes towards the beginning of the book, it's very, like, the very the beginning of the book is almost very funny. There's, like, that one scene where she draws the pentagram on his hand and mm-hmm. some one of his friends says, what are you, Jewish? And I was <laughs> dying. I was like, <laughs> she's drawing a pentagram, not a Star of David on him because <laughs> she's marking him as her werewolf prey. And yeah. it's, like, She's doing these things that like are very intended, like they're very purposeful, but he's just kind of meandering through it. And I think it's kind of like as we get towards like the end of the book where he resigns himself to kill her, which um, I highlighted in my book how there's a point where they're sitting on the grass and he sees an ant crawl up on him and he picks it up and he puts it on the grass. And she says the the five, the five, the other werewolves wouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, the change that occurs over this book where this very scared, very threatened little white boy, um <laughs> that's suddenly a perfect conf- way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, he he's completely fine with shooting and killing Vivian dead is that's what he's resolves himself to do towards mm-hmm. the end, versus not being able to kill an ant because he thinks it has value. Like
0: Yeah, and he sees so it's um honestly very interesting commentary on womanhood i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: um is that like men don't see us as um things that have value uh, other than like the value they assign us you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and once we've kind of outlived our usefulness to them like that's that's it
1: um, <laughs> you know what honestly um this that's actually a very interesting point to bring up because if this book were in aiden's perspective vivian would be a plot device mm-hmm and that's very interesting to think about that from his perspective uh she is monstrous and terrible and she deceived him she she did something by revealing her true self to her to him because she wasn't honest from the beginning even though it would have been detrimental to her yeah uh he sees it as a complete betrayal and that forfeits any um, value to her life like that's crazy
0: yeah and even though like she's been very honest you know she's never outright lied and said no i'm not a werewolf literally you know she's been dropping hints the whole book that like hey
1: hey cool werewolf werewolf. hey cool werewolf poem you wrote i too like werewolves and he's like "Ah, finally a goth girl (laughs) like what uh she's the goth hostess at (laughs) Applebee's.
0: um yeah it's very it's very much like you know, he believes, um, you know, we actually haven't talked about the murder at all, which is, oh yeah,
1: we're, we're just <laughs> talking about point. like all the thematic elements. We're just like, this is interesting. And it's like, hey, some people get killed in this mm-hmm. book. Um, so like throughout
0: the book, Not even throughout, like
1: towards the last three quarters.
0: Um, I would say that's throughout the book because, you know, that's the majority of it, oh. but no, and then like towards the like last fourth. Okay, yeah. Um, things pick up. Things pick up a little bit, and Vivian starts to hear from the pack and on the news that there have been uh, a series of murders that look like a wild animal committed them. Um, and immediately she fears that it's herself committing these murders because she doesn't remember everything from uh, one run she went on as a wolf.
1: It was specifically. I think this is also like a good point in that it was right after she shapeshifted in front of Aiden, mm-hmm. and because he was so betrayed, she kind of just like blacked out.
0: It was yeah. like that John
1: Mulaney skit. She's like, "I saw the window and I broke it, and then I woke up at home, and it's like." <laughs> can
0: I I'm like? Can, can we make that a meme after this? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, so she's afraid that she got so angry with Aiden that she committed like the ultimate crime
1: mm-hmm. a werewolf she could was afraid commit she was is... afraid that she killed him, which was like like, woo.
0: yeah. um and this was in, this was a plot actually by Astrid, who we said earlier is revealed to be the ultimate villain at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, she was killing humans with her uh teenage boy toy. Which I, you know what? I actually haven't thought about that before now. And that's gross. There's who a lot was of, it,
1: um, it was, Rafe. was it? It oh, was Rafe. I have completely forgot about that guy. I was like, who is that? I was like, is that
0: her husband? I couldn't even remember. Yeah. So Rafe was Vivian's boyfriend at one point. Um, yeah. Pre book. Yes. And now he's Astrid's uh, teenage boyfriend, which is disgusting. Nasty. And
1: let <laughs> um, it be known this podcast does not support. Underage relationships.
0: Especially not in, in young adult literature. which That's it seems, the premise
1: of this uh, podcast honestly, more or less. Honestly,
0: um, those kind of relationships are too common in young adult yeah. literature.
1: It's time that we criticize them.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, well, no, Sorry. <laughs> moving forward, um, Astrid and Rafe have been killing humans and they wanted to pin it on uh, Vivian. Mm -hmm. to kind of get her out of the way because astrid wants gabriel now it all links back together
1: Mm -hmm. Um, women jealousy
0: yeah so astrid um is revealed as the killer only as vivian's about to kill herself to save the pack yeah
1: This one like that was pretty hard hitting for me specifically because Mm -hmm. I read that and it's like immediately because this book opens up with a fire like you're always thinking about the fire. So like she goes and she dumps gasoline on herself and then two I think two or three of like the five came run up to her and are like you didn't do it Vivian and it's so horrifying. Yeah and Gabriel
0: appears and he actually (laughs) she's completely naked just Mm -hmm. like so she's completely naked she's covered in gasoline she's in a dry creek bed gonna set herself on fire Mm -hmm. when um, Astrid's son finds out that his mom is killing people Mm -hmm. and tells Gabriel um, and so they come to save Vivian and like I don't know why when I was 13 and reading this book for the second time (laughs) Gabriel taking his shirt off and giving it to Vivian was so romantic to me.
1: <laughs> she's <laughs> like, all, she's covered in gasoline. She's Natalie. covered in
0: gasoline and he's like, you're so cold, you're shivering and like just rips off his t-shirt and gives it to her and it's so long. He's so Ugh. tall that it almost reaches her knees and I was like, oh my god this is amazing and now is the now that I'm older I'm like this whole book is fucking weird
1: <laughs> is, he, is he cute or is he just six foot two <laughs> is, is what you needed to ask yourself
0: to be fair if he's six foot two I'm gonna think he's cute even if he's not cute terrible <laughs> <laughs> um, that should be on your tagline um,
1: even if he's cute
0: <laughs> um so they kind of uh, a lot happens right after this. They find Astrid, and Astrid uh, is now threatening Aiden, who has made silver bullets out of his parents' silverware to come and set Vivian free because yeah. he thinks he thinks she's suffering. He thinks this is a curse. He doesn't know that she was born a werewolf. He thinks she's the only werewolf and that she's Mm -hmm. committing these crimes. And she's like, whoa, there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're an idiot. And this is about the time Astrid steps out and is like, you really think there's only one werewolf? And just freaks the hell out of Aiden. Aiden. Mm -hmm. Um.
1: And... You know what? You know what? With the ending, I completely oh. forgot what happened to Aiden. What did, what did he? He was fine in the end, but like he was fine.
0: Um, so he actually
1: shoots Vivian
0: in mm-hmm, the chest,
1: yes. and that's what she thought caused that half and half form mm-hmm. of hers towards the end because she couldn't take a uh,
0: completely human form or mm-hmm. a completely wolf form after he shot her with a silver bullet. Um. Now, Gabriel. At this point, um,
1: is it, her legally defined mate? I guess, in werewolf law.
0: Yeah. So he kind of, he takes up the, you know, mantle of, like, protecting her as she can't protect herself. hmm Um, and tells Aiden to get out of there, basically. And he's like, if you, if she dies, you'll hear about it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um and he only mess around and
1: find out he said (laughs) that's what he said
0: (laughs) he only lets Aiden go because Vivian wants him to be safe yeah Yeah, Vivian spares him so Gabriel's like fine fine I guess I guess
1: (laughs) yeah literally that's literally (laughs) his mentality you know what something that was really understated in this book I think especially towards the end is how violent Gabriel is
0: yeah like especially during the ordeal he snaps
1: Astrid's neck Yeah, he snaps Astrid's neck he, like, ripped into the belly of another, of another uh-huh. wolf. Like, he really, like, tears people up. And then towards the end, we're just supposed to, like, kind of hand wave it and think thus is the way of the beast or yes. whatever.
0: Yes. Now, let's bring that full circle to the end. Um, now, he reveals to Vivian that he also once had a human lover.
1: Now- and spoiler alert, he killed her.
0: Yes, and thats keep in mind. He's twenty four. He's he's actually pretty young by um, human standards. Um, clearly not as young as Vivian. So don't even yeah. No, don't quote me on that. Um, but he acts like he's this very worldly person when he's only had one other girlfriend and he murdered her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now he didn't mean to.
1: Also very weird. And that's, I think
0: that- that's the whole premise of this. This story he's telling is that well I didn't mean to, but I did because I couldn't control myself when I revealed myself as a werewolf.
1: Yeah, and it's the way he frames it is that he while they were having sex, he would slowly, mm-hmm. he would like half transform into a wolf while they're having sex. With to the make it off, more like pleasure. Which is for very himself. weird. Very um, weird. Very wrong. Yeah. That's just it's I, it's very deceitful. Yeah. And, and then that he kills would... her. So yeah uh and this is all told to vivian to comfort her which i think would be like the biggest most alarming sentence anybody could say to me hey uh <laughs> i know what you're going through right now but i too have gone through this and i killed somebody during it like yeah how is this supposed to be <laughs> kind to her <laughs> um i think the
0: worst well two of the worst parts of this are uh when he says one of our own kind could have taken that hit
1: Hmm. Yeah, in, it's blaming um, her for being it, so weak. Yeah.
0: So almost implying um, domestic abuse. I, I want to say.
1: Yeah, like um, like that's common in the werewolf kingdom. I don't think so. Yeah. Stephanie so Mary begs to that, differ. Though. And
0: then there's um, the point where they get to the end of the story, kind of, and Vivian. Herself uh, is like, I just, you know, realized how young he actually is Mm -hmm. and kind of like comforts him. And I'm like, she's 16. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's like, you're going through something yourself, Vivian.
0: Yeah. So
1: again, like, it just, it's completely reframed to make Gabriel seem more palatable when in reality, he just confessed to murder. And then, uh, and then he's grooming a 16-year-old in her own room, like, yeah, and then um, there's this one passage, I don't have the book in front of me, so I can't quote it on it, but I thought, like, how, like, how do you, I don't even know how you say it, like, how trivial, how, like, how (laughs) trivializing of the entire book, where it's, like, it's, like, where the title of the book finally comes in, it's, like, Uh, chocolate is fleeting, but blood is forever, something to that effect. And it's, and it's contrasting, like her human relationship with Aiden was chocolate. So sweet, but only for a little while versus the blood relationship with her and Gabriel, where um, it was forged in that pain of the ordeal. Mm -hmm. And because they're the same where, you know, they're both werewolves. That's how it's a true romance. And I was like, yeah. I was blown away by that because that is not at all what the book was about. If you were listening to this, like, even a little bit, if you haven't tuned us out yet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, the whole thing is Vivian is looking for human connection. Vivian wants p- to be part of a family. Vivian mm-hmm. misses that, that feeling of family and comfort that came, with, that came before um, her, the majority of her pack being burned down with the attack on her family. And then in the end, like, I was very much so anticipating an ending where uh, the pack comes together and they come for her. And to an extent, they do. So, like, the five comes and they joke with her. and The five come and they joke with her, like, and then her mother knocks on the door. But the thing is, is that her happy ending is framed, like, because she's getting with Gabriel, which I do not think is anything. That's, like, not at all in line with her character motivations.
0: Because she really, she wanted to salvage her relationship with her mother. She wanted, you know, things to kind of go back to the way they used to be. And when she was with Aiden's friends, it was almost like she was getting uh, that experience again. Mm -hmm. And then she, you know, at the end, like, (sighs) her family isn't truly coming back together and she's supposed to be happy because she's getting a romance with this dude who confessed to killing his girlfriend like
1: yeah and he's been you know tailing her the
0: whole book Mm -hmm. in a very creepy way
1: and then also Aiden um this was what I thought was pretty unforgivable in that Aiden like slanders her to Mm -hmm. his friends so like she had become a part of what did he call his friends like the amoeba the amoeba she had become like a part of it which Amoeba is a gross name for a group of friends. Don't quote me on that. But um <laughs> <laughs> But like she she had friends in there. She had bingo. She had bingo's dude. I don't remember him. Was it Quince? Yeah, Quince? Quincy. Quincy. Mm-hmm. Uh she had them and then like she has nobody at the end. She does not have any of the Amoeba. She has the five are coming in and kind of joking around with her, but you can tell it's not like It's not like how it used to be. It wasn't how it used to be. So she doesn't get anything at the end. And she just has to say like, well, you know, you defended your mom and now you're tied to this dude for the rest of your life. You 16 year old, like. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote down something like towards the beginning of the book about how she frames love as duty as opposed to Mm -hmm. love as an emotion. And so I think that's really what she was craving throughout this book. Like you get this undercurrent of, Like, why can't I be with Aiden because I actually feel something for him versus when she's tied to Gabriel, she runs away because it's burdensome Mm -hmm. and because all she was doing was that, you know, love as duty. She was protecting her mother. And so it becomes like this, it just falls apart in that last few, that last 10 pages and that her relationship with her mother is not repaired. Her yeah. relationship with the pack is not repaired. Um, several of the pack members are dead from the ordeal or from, you know, Astrid the having fire. her neck snapped. Yeah. And the fire. And so, like, everybody's still scattered. Everybody is still broken over it and nothing's resolved. And that's how the book ends.
0: Yep. It's very broken. It's a very He's, broken ending.
1: Be satisfied with this eight year difference between this 16 year old and this 24 year old. Yeah. Miss Klaus um, said, Here, fetch.
0: <laughs> you want it? Go get it.
1: <laughs> you want this happy ending? Write it yourself.
0: Yeah, so um on the very last page um Gabriel wants her to come run with him basically and um Vivian says uh, or well her perspective says if she left with him now her world would be changed forever. She would be bound to duty for life like her father. And then she thinks to herself, like my father, this is what I owe him. This is how I make it up to him. So,
1: yep. Love is duty.
0: Yeah. it's she, they, Like, she has no choice
1: mm-hmm,
0: in this. Even if she... Because she's written as being interested in Gabriel at the very end. But she has no choice.
1: Yeah, and not to mention, her interest towards the end is not of her own again. Mm -hmm. Like he's been grooming her pretty transparently over the course of the book. Yep.
0: Um, So I think this was actually a very good uh, analysis (laughs) of the book. Um, And next week, not next week, but within two weeks, we're actually going to be talking about the movie and the differences between the movie and the book. And just how awful, how god-awful the movie is. So cannot wait for that. Very excited.
1: Can't wait for a critical Romanian analysis (laughs) of Blood (laughs) and Chocolate. Um, So quite literally, I guess like a little preview. Everything we've discussed here in this episode about Blood and Chocolate, the novel, throw it out. It's not in the movie. (laughs) Everybody has the same names. There is none of the same thematic elements. It's in a whole different country. (laughs) It's...
0: it's very poorly done. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: At least, you know, I mean, we all hate Twilight at this point, um, but at least Twilight maintained um, the same exact story as the book.
1: Mm -hmm. Even if they did slowly drop off the sparkles over Mm -hmm. the course of the movies. Mm -hmm.
0: (sighs) And that was it for this week.
1: Hey, uh, To conclude, a good chunk of a book, bad ending. Thanks for making me read that, Miss Klaus. Absolutely.
0: Um, Beautiful prose, uh, awful ending. So I think it's worth the read if you're willing to um, put yourself through some pain of a bad ending.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, If you're going into this expecting a nice conclusion, it's not here. Don't go Mm -hmm. to this book. Mm
0: -hmm. You'll get no closure.
1: Nope. All right talk to you guys next time
0: thank you for listening this was defrightful